This is a Kitty Pod production. The Keep It To Yourself podcast was taped in front of a live, yet limited, masked, and socially distant audience. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! Welcome to episode 106. Pix 106, the classic rock station. Uncle Vito taking over for Jason Ball as the host of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. The most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes. Well, not really, but good enough. Glad to bring him back. That's a local reference. I may you might not get. But anyway, I am Jason Bolt, your host for this episode. The regulator, innovator, dominator, creator, updater, pussy, imitator, assassinator, baby. I demand the hour, demand the power, too sweet to be sour. And I'm coming to you from an undisclosed location somewhere in New York's capital region. I'm recording this first part in my mobile recording studio on Thursday, the 17th of September, 2020. Before we get to this business, whatever it is we're going to do here, it's going to be one of those mishmash episodes. Going to look back at the summer somewhat, how it was a lot different for obvious reasons than summers of years past, at least since I started recording this podcast or started doing it all those years ago. We'll get to all that in just a minute. But first, let's get the plugs in as we're wanting to do. You can find me on the social media. By me, I mean this podcast at keep underscore podcast. Civilian Instagram is Jason underscore 51838. You can also have the Keep It To Yourself Facebook page ready for you if you want to see it. New episodes come out there. Also, my new podcast, CR Crime. I should get a separate Facebook page for that, but it's been enough more than enough work. Like, you up for it there, buddy? Well, I'll have to. That's just how it is. Before we get going with the show, I haven't done shout-outs of any type for quite a long while. And there's two things going on in the United States, natural disasters, that are occurring as I record this. Uh, there are wildfires out in the western part of the United States, Oregon, California. It's a really bad situation out there. And of course, as I record this as well, Hurricane Sally on the Gulf Coast. And you know, Florida, Alabama, it's just uh, flooding, destruction, etc., etc., out there. So, to any of my listeners who are getting who have, who have my ears or whose ears I have, I want to say I hope everything is as well as can be given the circumstances. You don't think climate change is real? There's proof. You don't need me to tell you what's going on. Well, I haven't had much going on for me at the outside, but I do want to take this brief opportunity. To, I guess it's going to be a different vanity portion. I've been back to watching TV a good deal. Not as much as I used to. I've got other podcasts and other interests. And the new network season has started here in the United States. And studios are back to opening up and producing programs. Some of my favorite programs obviously have had to go through like social distancing and all that. Jeopardy is one of my favorite game shows of all time. It's right there with Wheel of Fortune and Price is Right. And, of course, Match Game, too, the old one with Gene Rayburn. They've had to make some changes, like everybody else. There's social distancing on the set. The podiums where the contestants stand and don't give their answers in the form of a question are further apart, six feet. Alex Trebek is further away from the contestants, and rightfully so. He's 80 years old, and also he's immunocompromised because of all the treatments he's been getting due to his pancreatic cancer which unfortunately during the summer had uh, come back somewhat. He had nipped it in the bud, but unfortunately it came back to get him right in the you-know-whats. 
So there that's a pretty interesting watching there. And Wheel of Fortune too, the contestants are further apart. They haven't made too many changes cosmetically. Now you watch Wheel of Fortune in the past, whenever a contestant successfully solves a puzzle, Pat would come up to the contestant, give him congratulations, give him a little chat, throw it to either the next puzzle or commercial break. But now Pat doesn't do that. He does it from a safe distance. And of course, Pat and Vanna have no problems walking out arm in arm at the beginning of the episode. The only distancing between them is when Pat does his hosting duties and Vanna goes up to the board and, you know, does the touch screen picks out where the letters are. So there you have it right there. So that was a little vanity portion here. Watching television in the age of coronavirus has been a real hoot. Also, got to mention American Ninja Warrior. Did not air this summer, but the premiere was a week ago this past Wednesday as I record this. They're doing their own bubble, like the NBA, like the NHL, like Major League Baseball is going to do with their postseason. So separate bubbles. And what I think the NFL is going to do with their playoffs, they went to St. Louis, which ironically was going to be one of the cities they were going to go to for qualifiers. Now, everything's going to happen at what used to be the TWA Dome, where the Rams played when St. Louis actually had a football team. So everything's going there. There's you know social distancing, all those protocols. And people will be cheering them on, not on site, but they're going virtually. They're taking it to the internet. I missed the second episode because I was, you know, I had other things going on. I was also, uh, what's the, oh yeah, I was also paying attention to the Giants game. They lost, by the way, a little Jason Sports Corner here. They down the cost of the interception after a 19 play drive. 19, that's insane. Joe Judge, what are you doing? Anyway, so TV watching is going to be a real hoot. Also, they put in artificial crowd noise, so there's no audience. So Wheel, Jeopardy, A&W are piping in fake crowd noise to make up the fact that there's no actual human beings in the stands. So I'll tell you what, this network season is going to be an absolute hoot. And it's going to be a trip. Well, that's the vanity portion done, and now we'll take you back to the rolling hills of Saratoga County and back into time for a look into the year 2006. Number three on the Billboard Hot 100 charts this week in 2006, Crazy by Gnarls Barkley. That's a terrible name for a band. Well, they named it after you somewhat, Chuck. Anyway, in case you're wondering, number one this week on the charts, Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake. That leads us into 2006, a look back thereof, here on the Keep It To Yourself podcast episode 106. Not much I remember from this year. It was my first year fully in postgraduate life. And speaking of milestones, the U.S. population reached 300 million people. How do you like that? It was also kind of a sad year in my personal life. In terms of family, my grandma Todd Al passed away. She had been in some ill health for some time. And my mom had to go, was going through a lot. God rest her soul. She had to deal with her husband of over 40 years. Actually, just about 40 years fighting cancer, got colon cancer. I remember that day, mom took me over to the emergency room and there was the whole family. We thought dad was going to bite the big one right then and there. Thankfully, he survived 14 years last month. He's a colon cancer survivor. Dad's had some medical issues of late, but 
He's fought back, God bless him. How much longer he's going to be on this earth, well, God only knows. And the news of Dan's medical troubles in 2006 came two days after we had quite the windstorm. I called the big wind. I had to stay over at my sister's house. I worked that Friday, so I, and I had to work the following Saturday, such as it was. So I wound up staying over at my sister's house, and I thought I was going to stay there for longer. Then I found out the lights had come back on. So Mom and Dad toughed it out in a dark house. I came back in time for All-Star Saturday night, and then Dad's medical troubles began. He fought through it, thank goodness. While Dad didn't split from the family, the country unified as Serbia and Montenegro split up into two countries, one called Serbia and the other called Montenegro. This was the former Yugoslavia, don't you know? We had some debuts here. Twitter, you heard of it? It made its debut in 2006, and now is one of the most popular social media platforms out there. Nintendo Wii, what a year for gamers. A Nintendo Wii came out, made available to the public for the first time. I got one for Christmas, I think it was 2009. First, by the way, from Nintendo Wii, my first fling with this service called Netflix. Roblox, this popular game the kids play. I'm getting to be the older man. I really don't know what the kids are up to nowadays with pop culture and that. The Roblox is kind of game that the kids love. <laughs> That's all I know about it. Crap ton of old bits here. As there is life, so there must be death also. And we had some biggies pass away in 2006. Lou Rawls, great soul singer. You'll never find another love like mine. Also the singing voice of Garfield in the early animated specials. Coretta Scott King, the widow of the slain Dr. Martin Luther King, civil rights activist, taking up her late husband's work for many years. Gerald Ford, 38th President of the United States, passed toward the end of 2006. Saddam Hussein, well, he finally went. To where? Wasn't heaven, I'll tell you that much. Actor comic Red Buttons also passed in 06. Glenn Ford, no relation to Gerald, director of such movies as the World War II epic The Longest Day. I cross these off. I go Robert Altman, legendary director, films like Nashville. Shelley Winters, a legendary actress of the silver screen, appeared in such movies as The Poseidon Adventure. James Brown, the godfather of soul, soul brother number one. <coughs> okay, that was all good towards the end there. Don Knotts, a legend of both the small and big screen. We all got to know him as Sheriff Barney Fife on The Andy Griffith Show. Hi, Andy. And, of course, later went on to a great film career of many Disney films like The Ghost of Mr. Chicken. Hi, Elmer Williams, your dad. Kurt Gowdy, legendary sportscaster. He passed when my dad was in the hospital. This is when you all had three channels, ladies and gentlemen. Sportscaster was everything, especially with the popularity of professional sports in their, on radio and television. Kurt Gowdy was the face of many a sports cast on NBC way back when. This is before my time. Wilson Pickett, Dances Way to Heaven, Land of 10,000 Dances. Nah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Don't have the rights to the song. Nah, 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 nah. Gordon Parks, director of one of my favorite movies of all time. The first R-rated movie I ever saw on television, not in theaters, when I was 15 years old. After TNT, this is when they air the NBA games on Friday nights, not Thursdays like they do now with Inside the NBA, Ernie, Chuck, Shaq, Kenny Smith. After Inside the NBA, they aired Shaft, 
1971 movie starring Richard Roundtree. Who is the man that would risk his neck with brother man? Shaft. They say that cat Shaft's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. I'm talking about Shaft, and we can dig it. Chris Penn, actor, guy was in Reservoir Dogs. Larry, stop pointing that guy my day. Another actor, Dennis Weaver. McLeod passed in 2006. Buck Owens, part of Hee Haw for many years. Country musician, the Bakersfield Sound. Slobodan Milosevic, president of Serbia. Well, Serbia and Montenegro split, so did he. Maureen Stapleton, legendary actress. Casper Weinberger, U.S. Secretary of Defense. Gene Pitney met his end overseas. He was in a concert in Wales, and all of a sudden he up and died. You never know where and when you're going to go, folks. Byron Nelson, legendary golfer. This one, being a fan of the New York Yankees, really hit me. Corey Lytle died in a plane crash. A plane, I think, hit a building, and then he was on the controls, and that was it. Here we are five years and a month after 9-11. Got many New Yorkers spooked thinking back to that dreadful day. We lost the crocodile hunter under also tragic circumstances. Crikey. His daughter, Bindi's taken up the fight to preserve the oceans and the flotsam and jetsam and flora and fauna therein. Aaron Spelling, television producer, gave us such legendary TV series as Heart to Heart and The Love Boat and the father of actress Tori Spelling. June Allison. I she is an actress, but I only know her from all those Depends commercials way back when. Kenneth Lay. Well, he must have gone to hell. This is the guy who helped run Enron into the ground earlier in the decade. Lloyd Benson. The politician. Michael Dukakis is running mate in the 1988 presidential election. John Kenneth Galbraith, economist. He also passed in 2006. Billy Preston. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. He passed in 06 as well. Red Auerbach. Legendary coach of the Boston Celtics. Let him... To all those titles in the early days of the NBA. Peter Boyle. Man, great actor. I got to know him as Ray Romano's dad on Everybody Loves Raymond. But decades earlier, he was the Frankenstein monster in Young Frankenstein. Or the Young Frankenstein. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? <laughs> Peter Boyle was also tight with John Lennon. A little fun fact for you. Lamar Hunt, longtime owner of the NFL's Kansas City Chiefs. What an opener they had last night as I record this. Or not last night, last week. It's late, folks. I'm back in the rolling hills in the dark of night. And finally, to wrap up these old bits, got two more for you. Joseph Barbera, part of the legendary Hanna-Barbera animation team that gave us so much joy through the decades. Yogi Bear... You know, Quick Draw McGraw, etc., etc. The list goes on and on. And Jack Palance. I have a little tangential memory tied to Jack Palance. Back at the 1992 Academy Awards, Jack Palance won Best Supporting Actor for his role in City Slickers. According to his Wikipedia article, the stepping on stage to accept the award, the 6'4 actor looked down at the 5'7 Oscar host Billy Crystal and joked, mimicking one of his lines from the film, Billy Crystal. I crap bigger than him. He then dropped to the floor and demonstrated his ability, then at the age of 73, which at that point made him as old as my dad now, to perform one-armed push-ups. Well, a nine-year-old Jason Bullitt thought, 
Well, if a 73-year-old actor of the silver screen can do one-arm push-ups, a 9-year-old boy in upstate New York can do the same thing. Well, I did some of that, and it got a laugh from my classmates, so far as I can make out. We'll get back to movies in just a minute. Let's get to the pop culture corner. The world of sports now. The St. Louis Cardinals defeated the Detroit Tigers in six games to win their first World Series championship since the year your host was born, 1982. The Pittsburgh Steelers, speaking of old franchises returning to past glories, the Pittsburgh Steelers won their first Super Bowl since the days of Terry Bradshaw on the Steel Curtain defense. Beat up on the Seattle Seahawks. Some would say with a little help from the referees. How's this for first-timers? In the NBA, the Miami Heat with Shaquille O'Neal and Dwayne Wade. And partially through the help of former Castle and University men's basketball head coach Stan Van Gundy, won their first ever NBA championship. Meanwhile, in the first Stanley Cup in two years for the NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes won their first and so far only Stanley Cup in 2006. We had the World Cup. Italy won in a shootout, 5-3. to three. Of course, the final was marred by an incident where France's Zinedine Zidane headbutted Italy's Marco Maserati. Marco Materazzi. Materazzi, he heard it's a very uh, high-end car from what I heard. Anyway, it was Zidane's last game, and, well, he got sent off in the retirement. Not really the way you want to go. Speaking of footy, Chelsea won their second English Premier League championship. College football, American that is. Texas defeated USC in the Rose Bowl in a memorable game. Vince Young and Matt Leinart. Vince Young ran in for the winning touchdown, while Florida won the first of what would be two NCAA men's basketball championships. And the Winter Olympics took place in Turin, Italy. I remember the opening ceremony. They played pop hits during that time. I thought this is unusual for Olympic Games. Of course, it would be the the way going forward for the most part. Have a DJ in there. Well, they did Athens two years earlier at DJ Tiesto. Have a guy just working the ones and twos and the wheels of steel just cranking them out. Back to motion pictures. The best picture of 2005, Crash. Another one of those things where you have a controversial selection, one film or another. Took home three awards out of the six categories nominated, including best picture. Meanwhile, the top grossing film was the second of the Pirates of the Caribbean series Dead Man's Chest took home over $423 million domestically. Meanwhile, on the business front, Disney bought the animation studio Pixar, makers of such great movies as Toy Story, for $7.4 billion, with a B, $7.4 billion. And in music, we bring it full circle, the best album of 2005, U2's How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. With such great songs as Vertigo on it. I kind of like the older stuff from U2, like the 1980s, like Joshua Tree. And then going right up like uh, Achtung Baby. And then right up to all that, you, every, all that You Can't Leave Behind. I think that's the album title. Oh yeah, that is, yeah. Walk On was on there too. The, the lyric of that song was the album title. Alright, we're getting deep in the weeds here as we wrap up. Best record went to Green Day, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And we're going to take the high road out of the year 2006 and go back to 2020. Horrifically shitty as it is. I'm going to take you on a little trip behind the curtain before we wrap up this episode. Alrighty. I, I have to be honest with you. Transparency has been one of the tent poles on which this podcast was founded all those years ago. 
I was going to do an episode of Autism and Law Enforcement, but it was going to take me a, a bit of time to do the research, and I was a bit under duress, so I'm going to do that next week. So that's a tease for episode 107 that will be coming at you next week. I'm also doing research for my true crime podcast. We're going to wrap up a back-to-school series. It's going to be about the high, the shooting at Columbia High School in 2004. I'm in the middle of writing the script about that whole deal. It is going to be uh, going to be a bit heavy from what I've gleaned from the research I've done so far. And while we're plugging podcasts, before we wrap it up, let's start with Greens from Allentown, which dropped today as I record this. Peter Winston takes a look at an episode of World Class Championship Wrestling. We're going down to Dallas, Texas. Yeehaw! For an episode of WCCW from 26th of February, 1983. The Break It Down Show, Pete A. Turner. Oh, he had some guests. We had Aries Spears on last week. Well, we had some interesting episodes. Jeremy McCain about protecting the ocean and letting people live. The environment and the protection thereof, or us not protecting it, really in the news recently. So, a very timely episode. Fortuitous, if you will. And also, a great episode about making a movie called Ballbusters. Jerry O'Connell, part of the guest list on that whole deal. Jerry, Charlie, the luau is over. No episode of the Sportscaster with Steve Bennett. Looks like he's taking the week off, or an episode will drop after this episode does. And I want to give a special shout out here. This is we're gonna this is gonna take us into the Jason Sports Corner somewhat. A big shout out to an old classmate of mine, Steven Johnson. Steven's gonna have a sports podcast coming out sometime soon. And once he starts dropping that first episode, I'll let you know. Stay tuned to your social media. I'll give you the links to it so you can enjoy that. I'm not the only 2001 graduate of Saratoga Springs High School getting into the podcast game. I beat him to it by many years. Sorry, Steve, if you're listening to this, bud, but I can't wait to see what he does with the podcasting front. Good luck to him in advance. And on to Jason Sports Corner now. Not much to talk about. The Yankees. Oh, boy. Oh, the bats were red hot. Last two nights against the Toronto Blue Jays, who were somehow, because of this pandemic, playing their games at a minor league ballpark in Buffalo, New York. Hello, Steve Bennett. How are you? The past two nights, they have outscored the Toronto Blue Jays 33-8. They won Tuesday night's contest 20-6. Yes, you heard right. 20-6, a football score. And last night, they won 13-2. I have no idea what the scores of their game going on in New York right now. As I am recording this, it is just after 9 o'clock in the evening, half-moon standard time. I'm sure they're putting a whooping on the poor Blue Jays again. But the Yankees really needed the kick in the butt to keep the postseason hopes alive, expanded and all. There's some talk, well, we'll see how this goes this year. We might run into a cash cow, even though these games are going to be played in different hub cities, bubbles. I mentioned bubbles earlier in sports with the NFL in the playoffs early next year, NHL, NBA, American Ninja Warrior. So it's interesting to see how that is all going to shake out and where the Yankees are going to play their, who they're going to play really. Going to split between San Diego, Los Angeles, and Arlington, Texas. So a little little thing to look forward to here, especially with a 
longer than expected offseason for, well, usually the winter sports, NHL, NBA, etc. College football slowly easing back into it. The Big Ten yesterday or two days ago announced that they're going to be doing football middle of next month. So sports slowly but cautiously roaring back as we muddle our way through the pandemic. And speaking of football, we take it to the pro ranks. It's a new segment replacing the Super 6 pigskin picks. Hopefully for this year, it's called the Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Century of the Week. This is where I take a game so far from the NFL schedule. Hopefully college once everything gets back online on that front. And I pick it against the line for all you gambling fanatics out there. I picked Tampa Bay over New Orleans. That that uh, went by the boards quickly. Going to be high, too high expectation in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. It's like Joe Namath playing for the Rams instead of the Jets. Crazy times. So I lost out on that one. So hopefully we'll get back on track. It's early. We took the L early. But here's what we're going to do. Here's official play for week number two. Maestro. All right, folks. Just a quick synopsis here. It's the... Philadelphia Eagles hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Rams got a little help from the Zebras. That's the officials, don't you know, in their Sunday night win against Dallas. Philadelphia Eagles struggle against the Washington football team. Carson Wentz, kind of an ugly performance. And one of these teams is going to get back on track here. One's going to continue their winning ways. The other's going to mm, go down the skids here. Or, or maybe both teams will go one and one. I'm not sure. I first saw this game on Bill Simmons' podcast, or heard it really. The Lions had the Rams underdogs by three and a half points. And I checked the Action Network. The line is one point. Los Angeles Rams the favorite. I'm going to ram it. You know how to ram it. Just ram it. So there you go. Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Century of the Week. Rams minus the one over Philadelphia. And that will do it for a somewhat truncated episode number 106 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. I thank you for listening as always. I never take the audience for granted. Never have, never will. I'll talk to you again next week. Autism and law enforcement will be the main subject. If I had done this early in the year, it could have been rather fortuitous, but we postponed it till now. So thanks as ever for listening. I'll talk to you next week. And as always, and above all else, and now more than ever, wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling. And wear a mask and social distance and wash your hands and sanitizing and all that sort of thing. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Why don't you go where fashion sits? <coughs>